Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Michael Dinich. Michael, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Michael has been in the financial services and insurance industries for nearly 20 years. He believes that dollars are not just money, they represent moments that can be traded for a better future. He's been quoted on the street, MSN Money, US News, and several other sites. I'm excited to have you on. Michael, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Oh, sure thing, and, and thank you for having me. Um, I, I live in uh, rural PA with my wife and, and two children and too many animals. We have a, a small hobby farm. Nice. Uh, and thank you. And I, I've been involved in, in the personal uh, finance space for uh, just shy of uh, 20 years. It'll be 20 years in October. And, uh, you know, over that period of time, I've learned a lot of information about, you know, helping people and helping people save money. And so, you know, my focus is really on, you know, helping people avoid unnecessary expenses. Got it. And what is currently your favorite animal on the hobby farm? Uh, I think it has to be chickens. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, chickens, um, you know, before before I started farming, I didn't grow up in a farm farming family. So, like, you know, what I knew about farming was from watching, you know, reruns of Green Acres as a child. Right. Uh, so I was really impressed with, you know, how much personality chickens have. Okay. So they're a lot of fun. I think that uh, anytime you can get better connected to uh, two animals and nature, it's a, it's an, it's an awesome thing. So how many chickens do you have? Uh, well, right now we, 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 we call some off um, going in, going into the fall. So we raise some for meat and we raise some for eggs. So right now we just have about 10 okay. uh, layers and um, you know, a bunch of chickens in the freezer. Excellent. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> so one of the things that from a political standpoint and a economic standpoint, health insurance or health coverage, health care, that's probably the term I was searching for, is such a challenge for so many people. It's so expensive um, as we get older and are in retirement and it's so tough to get and to pay for for people who are small business owners or they're solopreneurs, they're entrepreneurs. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that um, and I don't know what, what an appropriate jumping off point is because it's such a big topic so where do we start oh sure so I, I normally like to and i always like to kind of preference everything i kind of you know talk about health care um you know i like to kind of explain that you know health care is, is a political hot button right now and, and i like to always point out my job as an advisor is to help people understand the rules and laws regarding the programs that are available for health care so you know some people you know may have difference of opinions on you know whether the rules should be there or not my job is simply to educate and everybody so everyone can take advantage of the rules. If, if you don't really like the rules, you know, certainly write your politicians and right. hopefully maybe they'll listen to you and change them. But the, uh, you know, the most important thing is, you know, people really spend a little bit of time studying their various options they have for healthcare because healthcare can consume, you know, 30 to 40 percent of people's budgets. 
Um, so if you want to free up extra money to save money for retirement, save, you know, maybe go on a vacation, do something fun, pay down some debt, you know, health and reducing, you know, unnecessary health care costs is an excellent opportunity to free up that money. No doubt about it. So when you say read up on it and study, are we are, are you talking about different insurance options? Are you talking about the actual Affordable Care Act? Yeah, well, I like to start with the affordable. I like I like to start with the Affordable Care Act, and, and I actually put a, a guide on my blog um, um, on how to hack the ACA to, to reduce health insurance costs, so people can read a little bit about the program there. But they should people should study the Affordable Care Act. It is, like I said, it's a controversial piece of legislation, but it was really designed with the intent of making health care more affordable for people. So people who understand the rules and understand the programs can potentially turn to the ACA and save you know, quite a bit of money in health care costs. So it was designed to help people save money, and, and it sounds like it, it, it was effective in doing that should you take the time to actually read and understand it. Yeah, absolutely right. Just like, you know, you can save money in taxes if you contribute to a 401k, but you need to know that you can do that and you can deduct those expenses. So the Affordable Care Act also gives us a lot of opportunity to reduce health insurance expenses, but it's all based off of all ties back to your taxable income. Okay. So you know, if you want to reduce your health insurance costs, you know, obviously we can look at the different levels of, you know, coverage and we can talk about those, but the biggest factor in reducing your health insurance expenses with the Affordable Care Act is going to be reducing your taxable income. All right. So the biggest factor in reducing health care costs is reducing your taxable income. Okay. So essentially we are the people who would be able to do this are people that own some kind of a business? Yeah, so it's a great opportunity for business owners because compared to an employee getting paid on a W-2, a business owner is going to have you know more control over their, over their taxable income. So the Affordable Care Act, uh, basically what, what it does is it use, there's three levels. Let's start with the levels of coverage. So there's three levels of coverage on the Affordable Care Act. You have your bronze plans, your silver plan and your gold plan. The silver plans are, are, sorry, the bronze plans are the least expensive plans, but they have the highest deductibles and highest out-of-pocket expenses. So the, the policies are less expensive, but if you get sick or go to the hospital, you're gonna pay the most amount of money out-of-pocket for those. Okay. The silver plan is, uh, you know, like one rung up from that. The silver plan is going to cost more money per month it's going to have slightly lower deductibles than the bronze plans, and it's going to be a little more um, inclusive. Then you have the gold plan, which is going to cost even more money, you know, out of pocket, uh, you know, for, for monthly premiums. But then it's going to have lower deductibles and lower copays. Now there is a twist, a catch, you know, on anything, you know, government created program. There's always got to be a catch, right? The silver plans, if you keep your taxable income within 250% uh, of the poverty level, then the silver plans call uh, qualify for something that's called cost sharing, and that modifies the deductibles further. So if you can qualify for cost sharing, a silver plan can actually be less money and offer lower deductibles than a gold plan. So again, you know, that can be murky to navigate because you're, you're, you have to consider, well, so is a gold plan better for me or is a silver plan? Do I qualify for cost sharing? And then bef before you can really even consider which plans is going to be most cost effective, 
you know, the amount you're really pay for the coverage is going to be tied back to your modified adjusted gross income. So that's really where we want to start. We want to see, you know, what's the lowest we can get the adjusted gross income and then go to the, the plans that are available and see what's the best course of action. Got it. So get the adjusted gross income as low as possible. And then then we determine if we're eligible for cost sharing. Uh, correct. Well, you, you'll, you'll get a subsidy. Uh, most likely you can get a subsidy for your health insurance without uh, qualifying for the cost sharing. But if we're really close, obviously, to uh, qualifying for cost sharing on the silver plan, that's kind of like the gold standard, if you will, because it's going to have lower deductibles than even a, a most gold plans. Got it. Okay. Okay. And what was the ratio again? 250? That 250 times the poverty level. And just walk me through what, if, if, if you can, just an example of, I'm not sure what the poverty level is. Okay, so the poverty the poverty level is based off of um, it's based off the amount of uh, individuals in your household. Okay. So you know, kind of if you want kind of a just a you know general rule of thumb, approximately for a couple with one with one child, uh, that's going to be around forty thousand dollars a year of income. Okay. Modified adjusted gross income. Now keep in mind, modified adjusted gross income is probably the the more favorable term uh, form of income for the uh, the Affordable Care Act and the IC, uh, IRS to use. It's basically your income after certain deductions. It does add back in some, certain non uh, sources of non taxable income, such as municipal bond interest, uh, potentially Social Security payments. Even though they might be uh, non-taxable, they are included in your modified adjusted gross income. Okay, got it. And so, to be 250 times that, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not a math person, so I'm not tracking okay. how. Okay, so that I'm sorry. Works. 200, 250, 250 times of the poverty level would be about forty thousand dollars for a married couple with with one child. Okay. Got it. And I have a I have a breakdown. I have a, a chart uh, right on my site with all those figures for uh, 2017 and 2018. Okay, got it. Excellent. And so, what are what are some some common strategies for for getting that that AGI down? Okay, so a couple of things would be the first we want to remove any source of taxable income from the tax return that we can remove. So, for example, you know, municipal bond interest, you know, maybe admissible bonds. If you have municipal bonds in your portfolio, they can be repositioned to, you know, something that's going to grow tax deferred. Uh, if you have stocks or non-qualified stocks or bonds that are, you know, are producing, you know, dividends or, or uh, you know, mutual funds producing capital gains distributions each year, they can be repositioned into something that's tax deferred, maybe like a low cost variable annuity or a low cost annuity where the, um, the dividends aren't going to show up on the tax return. So that's one step. The other thing is, you know, we can look at, you know, funding retirement accounts. So, for example, your 401k contributions, you know, one thing that a lot of uh, financial kind of blogs and kind of financial celebrities always tell people is they say, well, you know, like Dave Ramsey, for example, is really popular, this well-meaning guy. But he always says, well, pay down all your debt first and then start contributing to your retirement accounts. Well, when we have to purchase our own health insurance, that may not actually be the best course of advice because, 
you know, let's say, for example, if you're, you know, on the threshold of losing your premium tax credit, your subsidies for health care, right, you could end up put $5,000 into a 401k and then find out now you qualify for the health care subsidy and you're reducing your out-of-pocket health insurance costs and you're going from paying $1,000 a month for health care to $200. Got it. So we want to be really smart with the tax return and even how we pay down debt and everything, because none of those issues kind of happens in a vacuum. I mean, I've seen situations where people put $10,000 into a 401k. They literally told me they came into my office prior to that and said, Michael, I just can't afford to save anything for retirement because I'm paying down debt. I'm paying this health care. And we look at putting $10,000 into a 401k and then they turn around and get $7,500 back between premium tax credit and other tax credits they're eligible for. Well, that's obviously very, very, very meaningful right there. So that's how you allocate everything, right? One, it is, size, it? one size does not fit all. No, it doesn't. And, and you really have to look at everything as a comprehensive you know, plan. Like I said, you, know, you don't happen you know, um, in a vacuum. Got it. Okay. All right, so get the AGI down via those different strategies. What else should people be thinking about? Okay, well, you know, the other thing that can help reduce the uh, reduce the uh, AGI would be contributions to a health savings account. That are a great opportunity to, you know, not only build up some money for retirement if you don't end up using the health care, uh, but it also reduce your taxable income. If you need the money for qualifying health care expenses, you can access the money income tax-free. You know, health savings accounts were always kind of a great vehicle, but especially with the changes in the GOP tax plan where they make it, you know, even more difficult to deduct medical expenses, funding the a health savings account is a great way to reduce taxes and pay for health care expenses on a tax advantage basis. And are there limits to how much people can put into those accounts? There, there are. The IRS sets limits on those, and then also they're limited by the, the plan the individual chooses. So, uh, you know, if you have, if you have, you know, maybe you're eligible for, uh, the IRS says you're eligible for a larger contribution, but your plan only allows, you know, only has a deductible of $2,000. That's the maximum you're going to be able to contribute to the HSA. Got it. All right. And are there more strategies? For reducing taxes? Just... As we're trying to, to get that health insurance cost down, whatever, whatever we can do. Sure. Well, the other thing, too, is it really comes down to, you know, learning to be a smart consumer of, of health care. So, um, you know, one, one thing we've kind of learned is that uh, when working with people is oftentimes uh, you would think that most people would end up choosing a higher deductible than they can than than they should and what we find is ironically most people default to taking a lower a lower deductible than than they probably should in fact i've seen a lot of people and research is kind of showing this as well that some people are choosing too low of a deductible on their health insurance costs and when you factor in uh the cost for the health plan they're not actually saving any money. They're paying on an average 30% more than people with a higher deductible, oh, wow. even if those people had to trigger their plan. And, and the reason for that is the reason why low deductible plans don't end up being a huge cost savings is because part of the reason why the health insurers have those deductibles there is they want to incentivize people to become you know, good consumers of health care. 
So they want the they want the consumer to have skin in the game. So their thought process is if there's a higher deductible, people have some skin in the game. They have a financial, you know, they have some equity in it, if you will. They're going to be better consumers of healthcare, and so they pass on a monetary savings to those people with the higher deductible plans, more so than just what the deductible would suggest. So, you know, a lot of times it makes sense to go with a higher deductible plan, but when you have those higher deductible plans, you really need to be good consumers, really be good consumers of healthcare. And a lot of times people just go to their healthcare provider and they just kind of take everything at face value. You know, they just, either no one ever, you know, everyone's kind of familiar with negotiating on a car deal, but they don't necessarily, you know, go into their doctor and start negotiating with them. But you should, you should ask questions. You should ask, you know, are these plans, or, you know, are these tests necessary? Do I have to do this? What are you looking for for with this test? And what would be the result be? Uh, and really become active, engaged consumers in your healthcare. And, you know, get involved. You know, keep a copy of all your medical records. I recommend this to everybody that they have their own personal set of their medical records. Every single time you go in for a test, if you take a physical at work, if you take a physical for maybe for a life insurance policy, get a copy of the results and keep that in your own medical records. That way, when you go to the physician, you have all your medical records. They're all up to date. They can review them and that may possibly cut down on any unnecessary, any unnecessary tests. The other thing is a lot of times communities will offer free screenings in the area. A lot of times, you know, health insurance companies or you may see, uh, you know, CVS or, or Walmart or you know, uh, targets with the pharmacies might be offering, you know, free tests or free screenings. You know, when they do go take advantage of those, get the get the results and keep them right with your medical records. And then when something comes up, you're cutting down possibly on a lot of diagnostic work uh, because you have your records all up to date. I think that's, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the, the same thing with if you need like blood tests and blood work and stuff, instead of doing that through doing that through the hospital or the healthcare maintenance organization, you can go directly to the direct labs and a test that the hospital would bill out for you would bill out, you know, a thousand dollars or more. Oftentimes you can go to direct labs and pay $50 for that. That's such good advice. Um, and I think that people are probably, maybe they're intimidated by their doctors or they don't want to feel like they're questioning their doctor. But to your point, you can save so much money. Um, my wife and I have a have essentially a, a two-year-old little boy and we went to one doctor and they told us he needed some kind of a, a test that would cost over $1,000. And we simply asked, hey, are there other options? And I think we got it done for 150 somewhere else. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of them built a lot of them built out. And you know, the funny thing is, especially with these bigger, you know, 20 years ago here in, in, in town, we had like a family doctor, and you kind of when you know you had this little you know bumps and scrapes and stuff or cuts, you know, you kind of went there first, and it was maybe fifty dollars or whatever. Now all these doctors are you know, uh, you know small medical family practices are all getting bought out and merged into these you know giant health maintenance organizations. And I don't even think most of these doctors really know, physicians, I don't think they really know how the pricing or billing anything works. You know, a lot of that's done behind behind the scenes. And and I don't even know if necessarily they know, you know, the pricing menus for how all right. these things necessarily work. Because there's just this huge conglomerate of, you know, 50 you know organizations that all kind of merged into one. So I don't think you're going to offend the doctor if you ask. And, you know, if, you're, if your physician's not 
taking an interest in working with you and being healthy and controlling healthcare costs and being proactive, then you should really consider, you know, switching to a you know healthcare provider that, that's more aligned with your values and what you're doing. So I just you know tell people, you know, tell them, look, you know, we're on a high deductible plan. So we're out of pocket up into this limit. You know, what can we do? Is there, you know, can we get free samples? Is there a way, you know, is there an alternate test that's going to be less expensive? Uh, you're well within your right to ask those questions. Well, I think that is awesome advice. So, thank you. Well, Michael, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so I think if you're just going to take one thing away from this, it would be the focus on taxable taxable income. Uh, you know, a lot of people like the wait and do their tax planning. Um, you know, during tax season, you know, uh, early February to April fifteenth. And if you wait to do your tax planning, then there's very little we can do for you at that point. So you want to be proactive with your tax planning, create a tax budget early in the year, compare that tax budget each each quarter with any you know incentives or programs you're hoping to qualify for and you know see if you're on track and budget to make any di- uh, you know changes along the way to ensure you qualify for the maximum you know tax incentives at the end of the year. That is great stuff. That definitely gets – come on. Come on. So, Michael, thank you for that. And thank you so much for coming on. Where can oh, Savage, thank you for having me. Yeah. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, they can go to our website, yourmoneygeek.com, or they can go to the blog, michaeldinich.net. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Michael your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to yourmoneygeek.com and check out Michael's blog as well. And I will link to all those things as well as the guide to um, the guide that you referenced about the Affordable Care Act a little bit earlier. So thank you again, Michael. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!